0: Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step by step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Slovitz and I hope you enjoy this episode. I have been asked the following question How can I protect my children from bad influences? Here's the quick answer using the double R formula, role modeling and relationship. Now let's elaborate. Probably one of the biggest fears that parents have as they raise their children is the multiple and varied negative influences that children are exposed to as they grow. Unfortunately, no matter how hard we try to shelter ourselves, our children, and our families, the influences are there and cannot be ignored. We must arm ourselves to protect our offspring from those influences and develop a protection process that is effective in protecting our children in the long run. Let me introduce you to the double R formula. It consists of two major aspects of parenting, role modeling and relationship. The difficulty associated with role modeling and relationship is that they are long-term in their nature. That means that one must work on the goal of being a role model for one's children and at having the correct relationship with children for at least two decades, about 7,000 days. The time it takes to take a child from the hospital nursery to the chuppah. Of course, role modeling and relationships still continue after children marry, but today's discussion will be limited to the role modeling and establishment of relationship that is necessary while raising unmarried children. Let us take note that the reason the Rabban gave us these years during which to raise our children is because it takes time to do so. Yet, in today's day and age, people want quick fixes. They live with the expectation that every problem must be followed by a definite and immediate solution. This is a clear recipe for disaster because obviously we cannot role model for our children in one minute, nor can we establish the correct relationship with them instantly. And yet, the Sutton comes along and convinces us that we must do something drastic now or else. And when we become pressured for time, we are likely to make mistakes. So the double R formula is long term. It takes time. Obviously, the younger the child is when one starts working on the double Rs, the better. But it is never too late to start. Let's start with role modeling. The first concept that I teach when I discuss role modeling with mothers is, you cannot teach what you're not. That means that you can talk yourself silly or blue in the face, But if you don't behave the way you lecture that your children should behave, they will not absorb or act on your lessons. Children close their ears to advice and open their eyes to example. Otherwise put, children don't do what you say. Rather, they'll do what you do. So, for example, if you allow your children to wear clothing that is against school policy on off days, what message are your children learning from you? they are getting a clear message that you do not appreciate, respect, or care about the message that your child's school is trying to convey to your child and have no problem unraveling it. Or, if you dress your children who are under three years old with outfits that are not consistent with the message you want your older children to receive from you about how we should dress, you are simply destroying all of your lectures with poor role modeling. You are saying to your children, do what I say, but don't notice what I do. Such an attitude immediately renders you untrustworthy in your child's eyes, and believe me, they notice it all, and compromises your ability to be them. Or, if you yourself don't dress according to the rules that the meiset that you have chosen requests, your child once again cannot be expected to follow your directives at other times. The terrible part is that your child doesn't get a clear picture of who you are. And worse, your child gets the feeling that deep down, even though you never admit to this verbally, you really don't want to be keeping these rules the way they were given to us. And then instead, you are looking for subtle escape routes to get away from them. Oh my, this sounds very negative, doesn't it? So let's put a positive spin on role modeling so we can present the halachas of Tsnias, for example, this applies to anything really, for our children in a positive way. My mother, Tsalanga Gazunta Yaran, was born in Stanford Hill in London, England. Her father, Maizeta, was a rub there, and when things got difficult during the early parts of the war, Maizeta became frightened and reached out and got a Stella in Cape Town, South Africa. So by the time my mother was four years old, she found herself the daughter of a rabbi in Cape Town before there were any from Yiddish hidden there. There was no Yiddishkeit there. My bubby did not want to go to Cape Town. She was terribly frightened that she would be unable to keep all her children from in the manner that she was used to. There was nothing there. No kosher, no yeshivas, no from community, simply one shul, and non from Jews. Yet, Over the next 15 years, throughout the entire war years, Maizeida and Bubby kept all their children from Yeshivish and brought many, many of the Cape Town natives back to Yiddishkeit. So I ask you, how did she keep her children safe from negative influences? One major way, role modeling. She stood firm on who she was. She never wavered from one iota of her standards. She used to tell my mother and her siblings that in other places in the world there were plenty of people who dressed like she and my Zeta did, covering hair, following the halachas of Tznias, black hats, long kapatas and reklach. She would describe to them what large yeshivas looked like and what Limba taira looked like en masse. But my mother remembers not believing her. Don't forget, she was only four years old, the last time she had seen shmiras taira mitzvahs other than her parents or siblings. Eventually, when she was 19 years old, they came to America. She remembers coming by boat, docking at the West Side Highway in Manhattan. She remembers the taxi ride into Bar Park. And she remembers the shouts of glee from her and her sisters as they entered Bar Park and saw men with black hats, long kapatas, and women wearing tzniestika clothing. She remembers wondering how my bubby stayed so strong for so long so that each one of her children went to the chuppah completely intact. The answer, positive, positive, positive. She painted Yiddishkeit and particularly Tzniest as a treasure for her children. Here's an example of what I mean. When my mother was a teenager, she remembers a woman who was not particularly religious came to visit my bubby one Shabbos afternoon. When she looked around at my mother and her siblings, she said to my bubby, are they also going to have to cover their heads after they get married? My bubby's answer became a legacy in our family, a story that gets repeated over and over and over again. She answered to this woman, No, my children will not have to cover their heads. They will want to cover their heads. So when you break a school tznius rule, either in your own manner or dress, or in your child's manner of dress, are you communicating to your child that you want to stay close to Yiddishkeit? Now let's talk about the second R in the double R formula, relationship. The Chinuch method that I teach through the audiobooks and the books titled Are Your Hands Full, both for children under the age of 10 and for teenagers from the ages of 10 to 18, divides up the relationship parents have with children in a very similar way to the way the Rabban Shalom divides up his relationship with us. We know Hashem from the perspective of Yira, or Midas Adin, or Ava Midas Arachemem. The same two emotions must prevail between parents and child. First, Ahava. Children must always feel safe and secure of your love and devotion. In this way, even if children are exposed to something undesirable, they will love you so much that they won't be able to hurt you. This inability to hurt a parent has held many, many, many children in place even when they were exposed to negative influences. And then, of course, second, Yira. On the same token, children will, must be conditioned from a young age to accept the fact that there are people in their lives that are bigger than them, smarter than them, who know better than they do what's good for them. This trains a child to be a makabel, and to be able to accept instructions and directions from you. If a child is not a makabel, he will not be able to accept your chinuch, and therefore, your ability to be mechanachem in the face of an outside influence will be sorely compromised. We all know that it is difficult to combine Ava and yira because they are polar opposite emotions in a human being. Yet, one uh, one cannot raise a child on Ava alone and one cannot raise a child on yira alone. Combining the two emotions is of critical importance in order to establish the correct relationship where your child will be conditioned to obey you and will love you at the same time. The Rabbana can combine Ava and Yeru without a problem because he is above emotion. But what about us? How can we accomplish this in the long term? The best way is to try to visualize this from the perspective of the recipient, namely the child. What exactly do we want our children to feel and experience every time we interact with them? In order to visualize this, close your eyes, and imagine that one day there's a knock on your door. When you open your door, you find the Chafetz Chaim standing there. How do you feel at that moment? If you break down the feelings, you will find that there are two key parts to your feelings. They are ava—that's first, thrill, excitement, honor. These are ava emotions. You are simply thrilled at the covet of having the Chafetz Chaim visit your home. And then there's yira—that's the. Oh my, feeling of, Ive what does my house look like? Will my children behave? What should I serve? This is the awe, oh, respect, part of the feelings because the Chafetz Chaim is in your home. And these two emotions mush together and become the Ava-Yira combination. We can imagine this feeling if we are Zocha to see any Gadol, Rebbe, or in our mind's eye, we can even imagine what it would feel like if we were Zocha to see Kav van Shalom And believe it or not, this is the exact emotional combination we should feel when we see our own parents. And this is the exact emotion that our children should feel when they see us. The exact three-phase formula that, if implemented over time, will create this Ava Yera combination between parent and child is doable. It can be found in my Hands Full program, as you know, either in the books or on the audiobooks, which are sold in the farm stores. This combination, together with positive and consistent role modeling, will help your children gravitate toward you and what you represent and help you wage the war against outside influences. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the earth will continue rotating on its axis.